Are you a fan or just mentally ill? This is Obsessions, a podcast highlighting the effects and results of obsessions with specific things. On today's episode, we will be focused on celebrities and their fans. The line between simply enjoying a celebrity and being obsessed with their presence is blurred. The brain is complex and hard to understand, and today, my goal is to dive deep into studies surrounding the association between unhealthy obsession and the accompanying mental illness. Starting off this broadcast right away, we are going to explain more in depth of celebrity worship syndrome. And yeah, that is the thing. Um, it, it was hard to believe at first, but after it showed up in several reports, I decided maybe I should start looking into this. Um, the most popular sort of scale that is used to test for the celebrity worship syndrome is going to be called the celebrity attitude scale it showed up in several of the things that i had read over um in researching for this topic um and there's three distinct sections so starting off we have the entertainment social section and basically it's best described by just simply being entertained by this celebrity like it's something where you see them you're like i like that celebrity but i don't know them personally and i really don't wish to know them personally anyway the second step up is going to be a intense personal and the intense personal look is going just basically to be intense and obsessive obsessive attitudes towards a celebrity um and that's just a little bit more step up where it starts to be a little bit more extreme and then the third and final step is going to be the borderline pathological subcategory. This subcategory highlights the willingness to do something literally illegal if your favorite celebrity tells you to do so. Um, knowing that there is a concept out there where there are people with this sort of severity and knowing that they would be willing to kill somebody because somebody that they don't even know personally told them to, it's a little bit off-putting, but we're gonna go a little bit deeper into why that is. Not why it's off-putting, but why it tends to happen. Um, I have two specific examples that I will be referencing throughout this entire podcast. Um, we will start with um, a pretty solid example of the borderline pathological tendencies. So there was a teenage girl from an article written by um, just there's going to be a list in the description as well as my cited sources, but the article was was called A Cognitive Profile of Individuals Who Tend to Worship Celebrities. Um, this article mentioned a real-life situation in which a teenage girl was so obsessed with a popular musician um, that at the moment that this musician had announced his engagement, um, she decided that that would be it for her. Um, basically ran a bath and tried to end her life because she believed that that celebrity was the only person that she could really connect with and even after that incident she still believed that that is the was the only person um and she still showed these sort of borderline pathological tendencies after the effect so it's sort it, that one's just a hard one to unpack in general knowing that there is somebody out there that is my age, a high school student, um, that would be willing to put their life literally on the line because of a stranger that doesn't even know who they are to begin with. Um, it was kind of a hard concept to grasp at first when I first started doing the research on this. Um, 
and when I saw that this was like an actual event that had occurred, I was just a little bit confused. Um, not because like I just couldn't believe why somebody would willingly want to end their lives because of a celebrity, but because it's just there's sort of I can see that there's more in depth to it within the mental health aspect than it just looks like on the surface. Um, the second example I will be referencing quite a bit is actually a relatively recent one. Um, there was a streamer who goes by the name of Dr. Lupo, um, and Lupo was just about to end his stream when somebody had commented in the comment section that they were going to don- that the donation, sorry, the donation that they sent for the last time was going to be their final donation. Um, and had said and expressed that they were going to end their lives after Lupo had ended that stream. Obviously, as a person with several thousand eyes on you, you've got to do something about that. So, the streamer, Lupo, ended up pausing the entire stream, um, stopping what he was doing, decided that he was going to stop just talking more about, like, the next stream that he's going to do, and he called out to this person in front of pretty much everybody that's on the stream at that exact point. Um calls out to them and expects that they expect to see that commenter online the next day for the next stream. Um, the suicide prevention hotlines were mentioned in the chat, and I can only imagine the amount of regular community watchers that were listening in as well that had seen that donation and decided to get just concerned in general. The amount of attention that was on that person in general was quite a bit, actually. I'm not saying that it's like a bad thing, and I don't- I'm not saying that I don't want people to take these things seriously, because we all know how that would work. Um, but just how quickly everybody was able to shift gears, it makes you kind of wonder. This has happened before, and we know that this is not the first time- like, Lupo's stream is not the first time that somebody has threatened to kill themselves on stream. Um, and it just makes you wonder just what in particular could it be? Like, what causes these thoughts to run through this person's head to be willing to air out their basically suicide plan to a main stranger who is relatively popular on the internet and thousands upon thousands of other strangers who don't even know each other? It's sort of a weird concept, and I was not really able to look into much with this anyway, with these two examples anyway. Um, but we are just going to dive in depth and try to explain these examples with psychological explanations. And because psychology is a part of the brain, it is a topic that is so broad, it is hard to believe that there are tests that can be taken alongside each other. John Maltby, along with a team of psychologists, wrote several papers on what could be assumed um, and what conclusions can be drawn with these people that have these obsessions with celebrities. Um, so with the celebrity attitude scale, they ran those tests alongside tests for dissociation and fantasy proneness and all sorts of other mental illnesses. And basically they discovered that the association, and just to re-clarify in general, I know there's quite a few stat students out there, 
and I know our stats teacher pounded this into our head, but association does not equal causation. So basically, I'm going to explain that as well. Um, The association between two things doesn't entirely mean that they caused each other. So with a positive association between, for example, the dissociation and a high score on the celebrity attitude scale, um, basically the higher up that your score would go, on average, the higher up um, more likely you would be to have dissociation and fantasy proneness tendencies. Um, but just because you can put them and plot them on a graph and make a positive association out of it, um, and like a linear graph out of it, it does not mean that they can cause each other. So those out there that are prone to having fantasy and dreamlike thoughts and dissociation and believing that they aren't entirely in their exact body does not always mean that they can have um, such a severe obsession with a celebrity and because those two can be graphed together but not explained together, I just thought that would be a decent uh, input to say before I continued. So it's just the positive scores between uh, dissociation and fantasy proneness. And it was pretty much just relatively obvious um, with the test scores with the association. Um, The findings simply suggested as a quote from the article that the celebrity worship may have clinical implications and that as the celebrity worship increases in severity, it is first accompanied by fantasy proneness and then by dissociation. And that was going to be in John Malby's Um, article that I had mentioned earlier. These results are suggestive, meaning they cannot be entirely proven by strict data or fact, Um, but there's a common reoccurring association that is found and discovered through a lot of these tests. Um, And with dissociation and fantasy proneness, um, it's basically just to explain it, especially fantasy proneness, is constantly feeling like you are in a dream or believing that you aren't entirely, it's basically like living a fantasy. You are prone to be living in a fantasy. Um, And it's just like with that thing and knowing that people, with my two examples from before that I knew that I was going to bring into this, with those two being suicidal examples where the first girl actually attempted to kill herself and the second one on the stream had threatened you don't really expect those to be something that you would say within a dreamlike state. So if it's not disassociation and fantasy proneness and just all around being in like a dreamlike-ish state, then what else could it be? Well, tests showed also <laughs> a positive association between celebrity um, attitudes, high celebrity attitude scores, and narcissism. Narcissism basically being just um, a specific disorder where basically the world revolves around you. So it is the requirement of frequent attention and you expect to be placed above everybody else in every single situation, no matter if you deserve it or not. Um, People will air out their problems and we don't exactly know why that they do. Um, And narcissism is very much a common sort of indicator And it's got a lot of similar traits that those with high celebrity attitude scale scores would show. So narcissism is also a pretty decent explanation for these two examples that I will be presenting today, have been presenting today. Um, And with the girl, the narcissism part of it 
is not entirely applicable to the teenage girl situation when she had physically tried to kill herself um, because she didn't really require the frequent attention of her celebrity um, but she we could say and assume that she had seen herself on a higher pedestal than the musician's fiance um, and her comments of knowing that she just couldn't live to see his fiance change him in certain ways that was not even listed in the article that I had gotten this information from. Now, with the live stream with Dr. Lupo, um, this uh, concept and idea of narcissism is a lot more easily applicable and explainable with um, Dr. Lupo's situation. So basically, I mean, if you're going to comment something on a live stream or a YouTube video or an Instagram photo, you expect to be at least somewhat noticed, um, or otherwise there wouldn't be so many comments. Like, you can sit in a live stream and see several comments coming up and constantly streaming um, just during the entire time that this person is streaming because these commenters want their comment to be seen by this celebrity or public figure. So the requirement of frequent attention could be applied to this because when you comment something you really expect to be noticed and just acknowledged and with certain people because there are specific people on streams that constantly spam the chat and say the same thing over and over again until they get noticed um so the requirement of frequent attention is going to be easily applicable within situations of like live stream commenting or just live anything where there's a discussion um, and those commenters that tend to repeat themselves several times to be able to be noticed by this person can also expect, basically, they could expect themselves to be above everybody else. Um, certain people will comment certain things, or if they have a half a step of leverage above other commenters in that section, they will expect that they will get the attention first. Um, so like, for example, most of a comment section had not been to this meet and greet, um, with... A particular public figure but because you had been to that meet and greet you would think well because they saw me in person and shook my hand and thanked me for being their supporter they should put me in front of those people that did not make it to their meet and greet um, so that's pretty much just another way of explaining it in a way to apply it but then again going back to Dr. Lupo's stream um, the commenter who had threatened to kill himself had expected that he would be put above everybody else, and he was, essentially. Um, and the stream basically fed into that narcissi nar narcissistic personalities. Um, and finally, going back to just the concept of people airing out their own problems, we don't entirely know why they do it. The brain is very complex, and it's hard to distinctly explain why people do what they do. And this has been a talking point in psychology for a very long time. The brain is the brain, basically. Like, when you think about it, you are the brain. And that's hard, that's really hard to think about. But because the brain is so big and so complex that it controls everything, the brain is controlling how I talk right now. Um, it is hard to distinctly pinpoint where these specific areas are and why why they happen in general 
So at the end of certain lab reports that I had read as well, it was just explaining that the celebrity um, obsessions and the celebrity attitude scale was just recently starting to be um, explored and discovered, but we still won't be able to know a distinct answer as to why people make these threats. Um, and it, we just have to be able to accept that we won't be able to figure it out anyway. Um, but just knowing that there could be some sort of explanation and that there is a possibility of a way to help people that have those sort of suicidal or murderous tendencies, um, or basically just harmful tendencies in general, it is it makes it a lot easier as they continue to study and work on the brain to manage to put pieces together to help discover the brain a little bit more and to just help aid in understanding the brain in and of itself. tuning in for this week's episode of obsession next week we'll be focused on the effect of obsession and continuous use of alcohol and drugs we have quite a bit of information for that one so i am very excited for next week's episode is going to be information packed and we are actually going to have some sort of conclusion um this week was quite a hard sort of topic to discuss knowing that i know quite a few of you out there have your own little obsessions with celebrities um and knowing that there isn't really much that we can do about it has just i guess let me sleep better at night so i don't have to continue to worry about it there isn't a whole lot that we can do with high levels on the celebrity attitude scale but what we know is that there are ways to combat it or to help aid in the mindset of narcissism and in ways to help minimize the amount of times you have narcissistic, disassociative, or fantasy-proneness episodes in hopes to help with the celebrity worship issue. Thank you for tuning in this week, and I hope to see you guys next week. It should be a fun one. This podcast was recorded as part of a project for Writing Foundations 100. Any sponsorships have been fabricated as part of the learning experience. Every effort has been made to properly cite and give credit to all sources. Thank you for listening.